you know who you are in Christ, the devil has no place. When you know who you are in Christ, the devil has no opportunity. So we don't give him an opportunity. We slam every door shut. We command every assignment that he brings our way to be bound, silenced, and muzzled. Don't violate authority. If you violate authority, you lose yours. Wow. I'm going to say it again. Don't violate authority. If you violate authority, you lose yours. Uh, I see my, my work cut out for me here tonight. <laughs> Satan didn't go after Jesus until Jesus got anointed. Satan didn't go after Jesus until there was an anointing that was apparent, and then all of a sudden he went after him. And I'm talking about right before the temptation, right, for the 40 days of fasting. Satan is into yokes, but Jesus makes you free. And every single one of you understand, I think you do anyway, that Jesus leads us by his truth and accepts you as sons of God. And this was modeled even here tonight, that the Son of God, the Son of God has come to set you free. He's made you free, and he's made us free by the word of God and by the spirit of the living God, right? There was a word, though, that sustained Jesus for 40 days. Say 40 days. Sustained by the word. He went into fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, but he was sustained by one word. And I don't find it a coincidence, because first of all, I don't even believe in coincidences. But from what we just saw here today displayed, the one word that Jesus received is the one word that we've actually been talking about all through ministry time. And many of you need to hear it for yourselves and maybe for the first time. For some of you, it might be the first time. I want you to look at your Bibles in Matthew 3 and in verse 17. Because in this one word, sustained Jesus for 40 days in fasting. And this one word was this. This was a voice from heaven that came down. It was the voice of God, his father. And that voice said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The voice of the father came and spoke to the son. And he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's what he's saying over you, Joshua. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's what he's saying over you right now. Right now. Raul, that's what he's saying over you. David, that's what he's saying over you. He's laughing over there because he knows it's true. My beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I want you to say it over yourselves, church of God. Yeah, he's laughing. I know. You're like, wow, wow, wow. Do you think God did not read your mail? Did you not know that he knew what you were thinking about? Did you not know that he knew you were going to be here tonight to hear this word that you needed to hear so that you rise up and walk in your rightful calling, man of God? Amen? Amen? So he hears this word, and this word is like life-giving because the very next thing that's going to happen is the temptation. The very next thing that's going to happen, and we're familiar with it, is, this, is, is Satan coming and trying to tempt Jesus, right? Satan is always going to try to tempt you and to rob you of your identity, to try to steal your peace, your purpose, and your power. I'm going to say it again. Satan will always try to rob you of your identity. And he tries to rob you of your identity to try to steal your peace, your purpose, and your power. How did he do that? The same question, if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, if you will bow down and worship me, 
Remember, Satan always tries to violate authority so he can steal yours. He tried to violate Jesus' authority. It doesn't work. It didn't work. And it's not going to work for you either because you're going to recognize something. The authority God has given you is the authority you're going to walk in, and you're not going to give it to any assignment of the enemy, right? Right? So let's look at, at Matthew chapter 4. And I'm going to read part of this, of this chapter. So um, Matthew chapter 4. It says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, how many of you guys are participating in our fast? We're just about done on the 21-day fast, right? And, of course, we're going to continue, those that feel led to continue. But this is a church that fasts and also believes in a lifestyle of fasting, not just when a corporate fast is called. Amen. But he was fasting for 40 days and for 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. Now, you think about it. Fasting, hungry, now the tempter came. Verse 3, the tempter came to him, and he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. He is the living bread. The deceiver is coming and speaking to Jesus, and he's saying, If you are the Son of God, what is he doing? He's, he's trying to question his identity. He always will try to come and question and cause you to question, if he can, if you give him that road, that inroad, questioning guessing your identity in Christ. If you know who you are in Christ, the devil has no place. When you know who you are in Christ, the devil has no opportunity. So we don't give him an opportunity. We slam every door shut. We command every assignment that he brings our way to be bound, silenced, and muzzled. Right? Because you're going to advocate for yourself. You're going to speak the words of God over yourself. And that's what has to happen. Let every ear hear and let every eye be opened and let every heart be attentive to the word of God that's being preached today that has the power to save you from sin, but also the power to save you from the assignments of the enemy that are wanting to rob, steal, kill, and destroy, right? Your identity is in Christ. The enemy is always trying to rob you of your identity, trying to tell you who you are. But you need to wake up and tell him who you are. That's what Jesus did. Jesus said, oh, no, you don't. And he told the devil who he was. He spoke it out. He said, it is written. It is written. Right? So let's go back to, let's go back to here in verse, um, verse 3. It says, now the tempter came to him and he said, if you are the son of God. He's questioning. Well, Jesus never, ever questioned who he was. Jesus never wondered if, if you know, he, his, he never wondered of his identity. He, was, he never sinned, but yet he was still, the tempter came to try to tempt him. And everything that Jesus did, he did to model for us so we can see we can live a life victoriously in Christ, right? You can't say, Jesus, you didn't go through this. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He just did without sin. So if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. And Jesus said, he answered, it is written. Say, it is written. written. Turn to your neighbor and say, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let every word right now that proceeds from the mouth of God be the words of life that you live. Be the words of life that you live by and you receive and you drink of his word. Do you understand the importance? We know that in this passage he was tempted three times or he was tested three times, right? He came and he tried to accuse him, the accuser of the brethren, and he did so three times. And every single time Jesus came came back with the 
word. He came back with the word. He said, I don't think so, devil. You don't know who you're talking to, and you don't know who you're talking about. And that's what the church of God needs to rise up and see, that God is the greater one lives on the inside of you. Greater is he that lives on the inside of you. Abraham, greater is he that lives on the inside of you. You were called by God to do valiant things for him. Called by God, right? Just like Daniel. Just like Daniel in the Old Testament. Called by God. And already had already said in his heart that he was going to live his life consecrated. Consecrated to God. And that's what we need to do, church. Have this yes in, my, in our spirit that says no matter what they do, you can fill in the blank who they are. No matter what she does, no matter what he does, no matter what they do, I am committing myself to follow wholeheartedly after the spirit of the living God. His word will be my plumb line. His spirit will be my living breath. Every living breath that you breathe, you're going to breathe through the spirit of the living God. Amen? Because the word is going to back you up. The word is backing you up. He is the Alpha and the Omega. What is it that you need, Church of God? God is calling you to rise up and to be strong in Him. Right? And so here, Satan was basically trying to violate authority. He was trying to violate authority in this passage. But Jesus didn't let him. He didn't let him. He didn't fall for the, he didn't fall for the lies. He didn't fall for the deception. So it's about time that we stop falling for the lies and that we stop falling for the deception. Right? Because let me tell you, it runs rampant all the time. All the time. But you're getting stronger. You're getting stronger. You're awakening. You are awakening that just as we sing songs about the, the open, the floodgates being opened over your life, that's not just a song that we sing. That is also the, the literal life that you're called to live. Do you know that? Do you know that this here was given for our example to know that victory that he won is yours? The victory that he won is yours. It is yours. But how do we walk this? By keeping our eyes upon Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, regardless of who is trying to, you know, come against you. Regardless, regardless, God wants you sold out. He wants you 100% sold out and without compromise. No compromise. He wants you to be one that's a vessel that is a laid down lover of the king that says, Lord Jesus, you have my life. You have my every breath. Here I am. And I say yes to the will of God. Is that you tonight? Does anybody need to be awakened? Do I need to go and awaken anybody? Because I'm serious about moving forward, having a church moving forward in the beauty realm of God. I'm just, how else can I share this, Lord? How else can I, how else can I share? How else can I tell them, Lord God? The power of God is present. God's power is present in you. Jesus is the baptizer with fire and with power right? He's the baptizer. It is not just when you come to church and you feel that power and you feel the power of God moving through you, but he's in you all the time. He is with you and he's in you. Therefore, you have the power of God that can rise up when you say, Spirit of the living God, I'm going to walk in my rightful calling. Awaken. Be awakened. Sleeper, awaken in the name of Jesus to the things of God. Amen? 
And I do decree over you that because you put your hope in the Lord, the Bible says as those who look to him are radiant and their faces are never covered in shame. That is the word of God. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered in shame. And so for some of you that maybe still have a lingering shame, that feeling of shame, disappointment, or even fear, I take authority over that right now. I said, no, nope, 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 nope. In the name of Jesus, shame leaves up. Fear goes. You are strong in him. Oh, the power of the spoken word over your lives has power to change circumstances. My job is to encourage you to stand in your rightful authority. Because everything God has for you, you're not going to lose. And what you did tonight was amazing, was beautiful. And it was, and that's what, and not just you, but many others. I am so proud of the men of this church. I am proud of them because it does take, it takes dying to self, it takes humility, it takes transparency. But, but you know, every service, God is doing more and more of that because people are yielding. People are opening their heart to say, you know what, this is not a game. We're not here to play. We're not playing church. We're here to literally walk in the high calling. So that means we have to be vulnerable sometimes. And to say, hey, I hurt right now. I'm not doing well right now. But together, right, iron sharpening iron. See, the enemy was trying to violate some of you tonight. He was trying to violate, to steal your authority. But I decree over you, you have authority in the name of Jesus. I decree over you, the authority that God has given you, you will not abdicate. You are not abdicating your position. You are not abdicating your role. You are not going to step down from what God has already called you to do. You're standing strong. You're going to kick the devil where he needs to be kicked and say, I don't think so, devil. Not on my watch. Take that. You're under my feet because I have been filled with God's glorious power, the love of God. And so, therefore, everything is shifting in your life. Everything is shifting in your life. Everything. Yeah. We receive it for ourselves, but we receive it for our families, too. We, I, I decree over each and every one of you that God's incredible love, his incredible power, his incredible Holy Spirit is upon you. He's within you. And even right now that you are strengthened by his presence. Not a man, not a woman, but from the spirit of the living God. God uses people, yielded vessels, absolutely. But what you're receiving comes straight from heaven. Right now, lift your hands up. We believe, Lord, that what you did in the finished work, Jesus, you went. You had those 40 days of the tempter coming to try to tempt you, but you didn't fail. You were successful. And every single moment, you said it is written. Every single torment that the enemy tried to bring, you said it, it was written. And you were weak. You were hungry, but you said it was written. And you did so so that you could be that example for us. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We're going to live by every word that proceeds from your mouth, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that Greater is he that lives in us than he that lives in the world. I thank you that you've called us, you've called us to be transformed and to walk in the high calling. And so right now, in Jesus' name, as you are just going through this whole room, Lord God, strengthening your bride and healing them, I thank you for the increase in Jesus' name. The increase. Hallelujah.
Glory to God. Yeah, give God the glory. Give God the glory. Did you find that interesting that Satan didn't go after Jesus until he got anointed? Because the anointing, or the devil is an anointing thief. The devil is an anointing. He tries. He tries to come against anointing. You can get saved. But if you get anointed, the power, the power of the Holy Spirit, and you get anointed, now you become a threat to the enemy. How many of you guys would testify? Yep, I've seen it in my own life. But the great thing is, is because you got anointed, you got dynamite, dunamis, power for miracles. You just got to remind yourself, hey, this is who I am in Christ. Because you are equipped to stand strong and to do the will of God. You are equipped and you also have discernment. So you see right through his shenanigans. You see right through them. And if you don't, I decree in any place where you don't see, you're going to see after tonight. I decree blinders coming off your eyes, off your heart right now in Jesus' name. There will be no place of confusion. Mm -mm. Not on my watch. Say, not on your watch. Not on my watch. Glory to God. So the one that tried to, to kill, steal, and destroy and violate authority and violate anointing is actually under our feet. Because we're going to keep strong. To the word of God. So here's Satan quickly. He goes through. He's in, you know, in verse 4 of, of Matthew 4, 4. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. And then we jump over to uh, verse 6. And he said, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. Again, he is trying. What is he trying to do? You know, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Now listen, he didn't get to do this to Jesus. In other words, it wasn't effective. But he was still trying. He was still trying. And he does the same thing with people. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. This is, the, this is what he tries to do, try, tries to get people into a position of taking their eyes off Jesus. But remember, he's our example, and he said, it is written, it is written, it is written. Verse 7, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Verse 10, away with you, Satan. Some of you need to say, away with you, Satan. Speak the word and then tell him, get out of my face. Away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. You shall worship the Lord God and him only you shall serve. The enemy is always into yokes and he's trying to get the church to serve him. And he's successful sometimes. And with many people, he's, and it's not because they don't love God, but it's because deception running rampant. Deception. Looking for love in the wrong places. Not understanding that that will take you down a path that you do not want to go down. Deception. Deception. But we decree the increase of God's wisdom and discernment. We need wisdom and discernment. And I speak it out over every one of you. Let the discernment of God increase over your life. But you're going to know when something is not of God and you're going to run the other way. You're going to run the other way because you're not going to play with fire. The Bible says when you play with fire, you get burned. You're not going to play with fire. You're running the other way because the spirit of the living God is ready to save, to rescue you now. I'm going to have you all stand up right now and I'm just going to pray this over you and we're going to close with this father 
They've all heard the word of God. And I thank you that your word does not return unto us void. Lord, I thank you that even as Jesus, our example, you know, Satan trying to violate, tried to steal from him, tried to destroy, because ultimately he, you know, full of pride and, and thinking he could get his way, but he should have known better. Well, Lord God, we do know that as Jesus was victorious, we too are victorious. And we stand as iron sharpening iron. We stand together. We stand strong, and we know that no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. I decree that over every one of you that no weapon formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you're going to condemn it. You're canceling it. I decree victory over your family over your children and children's children, over your spouses and over your health. I decree God's abundance. Uh, I thank you, Lord God. Yes, Lord, we walk in the Spirit. And when we walk in the Spirit, we don't gratify the desires of the flesh. And we walk in the Spirit. I thank you, Lord God, for increasing appetite, the appetite to walk in the Spirit realm, to walk in the Spirit, Lord God, that we would taste and see how good you are, that we would reject the liar and the accuser of the brethren, and that we would just taste and see, like the Word says, taste and see. Oh, taste and see how good the Lord is. Oh, taste and see. Well, we taste today and we see today and tomorrow we do so again. But I thank you, Lord God, that victory is ours. In Jesus' name, everybody give God a shout of glory. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord.